0: Welcome to the and Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Erica Hardison. She's the founder of Fabulize Magazine, an online and print magazine covering entertainment, lifestyle, and culture for the blurred womanist. She's also releasing a crime noir New Jack Swing era graphic novel. And I love all of those words, so I really want to talk to her about that.
1: (laughs) Hey, Erica, welcome to the and Fan Club Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I am such a fan. I'm so happy to be here. so happy to have you and also I didn't mention actually you
0: were the first person to interview me for this podcast I didn't realize that I forgot about that till now
1: oh you know what (laughs) to be honest I saw it come across you know when you was talking about it on Twitter I was like you know what this is it right here and (laughs) this is the type of content that I live for that I know that Um, the audience of fabulize will absolutely love this is it right here you didn't even have to convince me i didn't even have to hear an episode i just knew (laughs) i was gonna follow and listen and retweet it when it comes across my timeline well (laughs) i appreciate all
0: the support and i feel the same way about fabulize i think i told you before but i went to a the black panther event y'all had when black panther came out like few years ago and so i've just been a fan for a really long time so it's really exciting
1: oh, thank you. You know, people still talk about that event and be like, yo, I had so much fun. Yeah. I didn't think I could be able to pull something like that off, but it just kind of goes to show how important uh, community is, especially like the Black nerd community. Um, we have to kind of like look out for each other and just like, we kind of like move as a, as a community, you know, um, centering Uh, Black women and marginalized genders in the nerd community. Sometimes they're often marginalized, even amongst other Black nerds. So I wanted to make a space for Black women and Black marginalized people to feel safe and nerdy and, you know, celebrate their fandom without feeling like they have to be on a defense all the time.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. That's kind of part of the reason why I have this podcast, too, because, you know, just you know, bring together a lot of Black Sailor Moon fans and just
1: having a space for us. And this is so cool because it's mm-hmm. like you never really realize how many people will like you like the same thing you like until you start talking about it. Now look at you, your your podcast <laughs> is popping. Mm. You know, you got celebrities <laughs> on a podcast. Like you just don't know. Like Black mm-hmm. girls have been standing Sailor Moon forever, and like you know. I feel like this, you give them the outlet to like really stand the way they want to. And that's so cool.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Same to you. It's, it's, you know, it's great that we can come together and just both be like championing for black, black nerd women and black women.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Love it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So speaking of Sailor Moon though, um, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? (sighs)
1: So it was definitely in the late 90s um i would get up really early and i remember um i would get up like really early like a quarter to six in the morning and i would i i flipped on a channel and i just saw like deke it was a deke cartoon or something a program and i was like what is this and then next thing I knew, I saw the colors, and that's when I saw my first episode of uh, Sailor Moon. I mean, of course it was the um, North American version, but I would get up extra early every day just to watch Sailor Moon, and I was into it. And once I realized that the creator of Sailor Moon was influenced by the Power Rangers, it all made sense to me. And I was like, you know what? I can see the comparisons, but this is way better than Sailor Moon. So Sailor Moon was just it for me. Like, I watched one episode. It was just hooked.
0: Yeah, those colors are so mesmerizing. (laughs) It's definitely part of what drew me in, too. And just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also learned later on that it was inspired by Power Rangers and it kind of clicked. Because I was also a Power Rangers fan at the time. But
1: I agree, Sailor Moon's better. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely i mean i was the power rangers too especially like the first um uh, uh season that i saw you know when i was a kid but mm-hmm. sailor moon it was just something about sailor moon like the colors the storyline just a whole bunch of girls kicking butt and just you know the different personalities they had like you know um sailor moon slash serena at least for the American version. She was like klutzy, you know, insecure, you know, um, clumsy a little bit, sometimes a little skittish, you know, but at the same time she had all this power and she was able to work with a team, you know, her 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 fellow scouts to defeat evil and I thought, I just thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I completely, completely, completely agree. It was really cool. Just, like, having her defeat evil and, like, be badass and just really cool and look awesome. And I don't know. Yeah, it's it was all fun stuff. Um, do you have any favorite moments that you like?
1: Um, hmm. I definitely like how, you know tuxedo man is like a fixture but he's not really the savior now I know Megan was like Megan the Stallion said that she doesn't like Sailor Moon because like tuxedo man seems like he's like this you know savior or something like that but he's not really like that like I can see if someone didn't really watch it all the time come to that um, conclusion but like he was more I feel like just a physical embodiment of her conscience like to get it together get it together Serena and just do what you have to do as opposed to like coming to save her um when she's in trouble the most
0: yeah and I'm gonna say it's I think it's to see it's at Tuxedo Mask but
1: I love Tuxedo Man and that totally should have been the name (laughs) oh you're right (laughs) i'm thinking like i'm seeing his face in my brain you're
0: good that is so funny and honestly like we we make fun of him so much on this show so it's perfectly fine
1: (laughs) i mean he was kind of like a bully too
0: yeah he was that especially in the anime but i love that you called him a physical embodiment of like her like subconscious because he was kind of like that emotional support like hey stop crying get it together like you can defeat this monster you got this and she was like oh yeah you're right and he was like all right i'm out like and and that was valuable for her yeah it was um
1: now i i can't remember the age difference between him and her oh, i don't yeah. know if it's like 3 years or 5 years I but think he definitely kind of like Mm -hmm. I think he definitely soft bullied her a little bit, calling her, you know, meathead and stuff like that, making fun of her, teasing her. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I Mm -hmm. feel about it now as an adult. (laughs) As when I was a kid, I thought it was funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is definitely. There's definitely a lot of things that you kind of have to, uh, I wouldn't say ignore, but like, it's like take with a grain of salt and just, I don't know accept it for what it is or just like or accept that you know this is trash this is good we can maybe have both in this
1: situation um oh definitely like if i mean like i think overall anime could be problematic but Mm -hmm. that doesn't stop me from watching (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's the thing. I forgot. Someone
0: else on this podcast is just like sometimes he's just like it's anime. And that's that's just the reason, and that's acceptable. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, this is kind of weird, or oh, this is this is bad. It's like it's anime. You just you just some things you just accept when it's anime that you don't accept elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did you have a favorite Sailor Scout slash Senshi? Um.
1: Uh... It would definitely be Sailor Sailor Mars. Mm. Like I feel like she is very strong, and I like that she has like this, you know, darkness to her. You know, because she has like those psychic powers, and she is like very strong very kick-ass I don't know for some reason I feel like if she was an astrological sign she would be a Sagittarius <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why but yeah. I like her a lot and I mean I like all of them but she's definitely my favorite
0: I think she's an Aries but is that close to Sagittarius I can't, I can't No, but it that. is a
1: fire sign so I'll take yeah it, it is a fire sign
0: yeah it's totally, that's so funny. But yeah, totally, definitely also badass. And just like, you're right about the darkness about her. Like, she's like, she's powers and the crows, and she works in like the temple and dark hair. Like, she's just, she's a really cool scout. Um, I want to talk about you because you're also really cool. Um, how did you come <laughs>
1: up with Fabulize Magazine? You know, to be to be completely frank and honest, like the name Fabulous, people always say, "Oh my God, that sounds so beautiful." Where did you get the name from? And you know, I guess as a true nerd, I got it from The Simpsons. So this is episode on The Simpsons where. <clears throat> Uh, Lisa gets dressed up and like she's like in pearls and she does her hair and she's on the schoolyard in the schoolyard and uh, Milhouse says oh why are you dressed up or something like that and she's like can a girl just fabulize herself <laughs> 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 and so I was like if I have a magazine going my name is fabulous because why can't you just fabulize yourself and that's kind of like been like the slogan ever since and like only one person actually picked it up that I got the name from The Simpsons, and that is former uh, U.S. Senator Carol Mosey Braun. <laughs> wow. It was so funny because I interviewed her for um, the last issue. <clears throat> she was actually a COVID story, and she was like, Fabulous, like from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I'm so I'm so surprised at how many like US women senators are actual like nerds. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, I've been like on edge trying to find a a, a senator or a representative who's a Sailor Moon fan. I'm like, I know there's You're going to find it. You're going to find there's it. There
1: is one. Yeah. I mean, I just found out that Stacey Abrams Abrams is like a hardcore sci-fi fan. Like I knew she Ooh. wrote romance books and novels, yeah. but I didn't know she was a sci-fi fan
0: oh my god that's so cool now i gotta check and see if she's a sailor moon fan
1: she might be yeah. she really
0: might be man that would be awesome i thought for a second that aoc might be one because she's kind of younger and she grew up around like she's around she's around the age where like sailor moon was on when she would have been younger and i'm like it's it's possible <laughs> it's possible but she's never mentioned um, sailor moon at least on twitter so I'm like, one day you might
1: you might have to like ask her, just outright ask her.
0: I know. I just might. I think I've I've tagged her in something before, but um, she hasn't responded. But one day, one day I'm gonna
1: ask her. <laughs> you're gonna find them. <laughs> trust me. They're they are yeah. there. They are there. Trust me. I so um you. yeah, so I um I you know started my uh, my first issue while I was in college. Um, I actually did my first photo shoot on college campus <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, I just been going ever since, like I've had a lot of ups and downs, you know, publishing a magazine, it sounds good in theory, but it's definitely harder than what people think it is, especially now <clears throat> with social media being so important, you want to mm-hmm. get out there, you know, people, are really into content and visuals and a cover and your stories can make or break your issue um, and I was intimidated for a long time I figured that I was making the magazine for myself but I wasn't I was scared to release it you know I was scared to like share it and market it and talk about it publicly because I felt like it wasn't good enough when you know <clears throat> it is good enough because people mm-hmm. read it and people buy yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, now I'm a little bit more confident. It's taken it's taken a while, but, you know, um slowly but surely, you know, I am more I'm sharing my baby more to the world, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, I'm happy you are cuz I was able to find you and I enjoy it. And yeah, it's just great cuz it is, it is a great magazine, so I'm happy you're seeing that. Thank more. You.
1: Often.
0: You're um have you had a favorite, like, piece that you wrote or
1: favorite interview you've done so far? Mm, I feel like every issue I have a different favorite interview. I think, mm. I think this, you know, not to sound like I'm plugging it, like, no, go on for purpose. It. But I feel like this issue is, like, the issue. Like, this is a great issue where... Um, it definitely feels like a <clears throat> a rebrand. Like, I mean, it's not an actual rebrand, but it's like a, a great announcement to people who have never seen the magazine. You know, I have like a lot of um, heavy hitting talent in the issue. Like the cover story, we have um, Ashley Nicole Black from Black Lady Sketch, and we have. Just a lot of good um, black women talent across entertainment and sci-fi authors, and I am really excited about it. The cover is absolutely gorgeous, and I'm ready for the world to see it. So when it comes out next month, I definitely will be sharing it and irritating people on social <laughs> media to share my magazine link. <laughs> yes. Um. What What day does it come out on? I'm gonna do the first week of February, so Mm -hmm. realistically, probably like February the fifth or the sixth.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I think this episode may come out during that week or after that. So either way, I will drop a link in the description when it's out. Oh, Um, for sure. Yeah. So people can can get it. Yay! Yay! So that sounds really cool. I'm really excited for that, and I like I like it. Thank (laughs) Um, you. Now, on top of your magazine, you're also writing a graphic novel, which sounds awesome already. Um, Well, what's it about, first of all? And like, what, how did you come up with the idea?
1: Well, okay, so it's the story behind it. And, you know, the pandemic has really like, you know, uh, hindered and also kind of like changed courses of how people operate, navigate, network, find work. And um, I really want to start um, writing more fiction. Um, I'm mostly known as a journalist and, you know, producing a magazine, but I also would love to write fiction and novels and short stories and stuff like that. So I also contribute to... um, uh, Publisher Weekly, Publisher Weekly, and Book Riot, and someone in one of my work slacks, <clears throat> they shared this Kickstarter link, and the Kickstarter link was like, you know, Nora's the New Black, and <laughs> that was the name mm-hmm. of it, and I, it was a description of like this Nora graphic novel that's coming out that's on Kickstarter that needs funding for like. Thirty thousand or fifty thousand dollars—I forgot what that number was—and <clears throat> it promised to uh, produce uh, a graphic novel with thirty-something artists and writers who are going to write noir stories. So it was like all black talent, all black writers, all black artists um, writing like noir stories. So. I saw it, I was like, damn, this looks really cool. So let me go ahead and back it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I clicked the link and I backed it. And I was like, I was just looking at the list of, you know, who's going to be in it. And I saw like David Walker, who's like really known for like Marvel and DC stuff. And I saw like some other heavy hitter names like Melody Cooper, who, mm-hmm. um, who wrote Omni number one. And I was like, wow, this is like a lot of important people on this project. So, you know, I was like, uh, I want to write a comic. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent the email and I was like, hey, you know, I'm back in this project. I think it's really cool. Um, I see that you have a long list of talent you know on this book but I would also like to contribute um, a comic book story if you have the room um, but also you know be aware that I've I've never written a comic book before I'm a journalist I've, I've never written a comic I've never written a script <laughs> so you know if you have room for me I would definitely i appreciate it if you could, you know, consider me and I can send you, um, you know, pitch you some outlines and some stories and see what, you know, was of interest. And the uh, publisher of Fair Square Comics, uh, Fabrice, he actually did Spider-Man Noir at um, Marvel. So he's like a really big noir fan, like he's Mm -hmm. like a noir fanatic. And he said, hey, you know, we don't really have any room. We have, like, all these people who are interested. But if a space opens, you know, we'll hit you up. <clears throat> so some time went by and I was like, hey, you know, here's a story that I'm interested in pitching. And you just let me know if my ideas even sound something that you'll be interested in. We had a couple meetings. We talked about it. Um, Some people couldn't commit so space opened and it was like damn you got a spot and I was like what (laughs) so (laughs) so I was like cool they sent the contract I signed it I was so hyped and um and then the process came to you know write a comic so they told me they was going to give me uh five or six pages and I was like five or six pages. That's nothing. That's like an essay. That's nothing. <laughs> like, because you know, five or six pages written, you know, writing is like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But writing a comic book is like a completely different animal. So, um, they basically kind of like had to, you know, guide me by holding my hand, basically, and you know, helping me understand and like wire my brain on the concept of writing comics it wasn't easy like I probably revised my um comic book story maybe 10 times you know even though it's like a five well now it's a six page comic you know my you know pages was like eight nine ten pages long like Mm -hmm. you know the submitting it so um it was, it was hard. I, I really thought they was going to dump me, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, it's too hard. <laughs> so, you know, we finally got it together and I finally, you know, found a flow that worked because, you know, that matters too. Like, because I'm not, a, again, because I'm not a comic book writer, you know, I, I write like a novelist because... That's all I know how to do. Like write just what you know. But um, it's completed. It is beautiful as people have seen on Twitter. The artist, her name is Karen. She's based in Italy. And she likes Sailor Moon too. So (laughs) Ah. yeah, so she likes Sailor Moon and she likes pinup art. And she does a lot of um, uh, BDSM art as well. So, she was able to bring that sexiness to the crime. So, my comic in the book, um, Noir as a New Black, is called Entanglement, and Aww. it is based in Chicago in 1991. Um, is a very colorful New Jack Swing era comic. Um, it deals with music and murder and power and lust. And it's um, queer. It's a queer story as well. So there's a queer love story between our our heroine. Uh, she's dating this up-and-coming uh, songstress from Chicago. And the songstress, you know, she is uh, questioning uh, her employer. Uh, she doesn't know if she's getting paid right and comes to find out that her employer is, like, this big boss gang leader of Chicago. And it's just, like, you know, drama after drama. And she is just trying to, you know, be a singer and love her high school sweetheart. But there's just too many things in play um, for her to do that.
0: Yeah. That sounds really interesting. And I am excited. A um, few things. I love that you shot your shot or shoot... Yeah, shot your shot. Um, I love that they were so open to you as like a you know a new fiction writer, and were like willing to like help you get there. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're new. I'm not trying to like spend the time and like teach you." And and I thought that was really cool. Also, I looked up the project and I backed it. <laughs> so- oh, see, the world is so small. <laughs> that is so funny. I was just like, "Oh snap!" I backed this project. I like did not remember. Oh yo, yeah, so you gonna get your book? So are you gonna? I don't, I don't remember this here. So are you gonna get a book, a flyer? What you gonna um, get? Let's see. What did I do? I definitely, if I backed it, I was back it to get a book, but I don't know if I backed it to get a PDF or a physical. So let's, let's see. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I'm trying to view my pledge. Uh, I'll check it later. Maybe view pledge. It's taking forever. That is so cool. Oh, okay. So I think PDF. So I backed it for the PDF i 'cause I'm I'm trying to like not buy all the books anymore.
1: <laughs> it's book it's so right hard. It, it is, is so hard. It is so hard, especially like when you see like really awesome stuff. Like I'll be like on Twitter and then like it'll be like um uh a black artist and the artist post some beautiful art and like, Oh, here's my new comic book and I'll be like, damn it, I'm about to buy this again like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I had to stop, because I kept, like, ordering all
0: these books, and I was, like, I wasn't even able to, like, read all of them in time, and I'm, like, having this, I have this, like, large stack of, like, books I haven't even got to, and I'm, like, okay, just buy the PDF, like, you can know, always get the physical later if you really like it, like... go with that and save money and stop buying all these books (laughs) but yay so i'm happy that i backed it so i will get it whenever it is ready and i'll be able to read your awesome story along with everyone else because i'm also a big david walker fan too and a fan of you oh
1: yeah i I love david walker's work i feel like i i still punch myself in the face for not like um jumping on Nighthawk when it first launched oh, in Marvel. Yeah. I mm-hmm. felt like I only kind of like got whiff of it towards the end of the run right before it was cancelled. But it is such a good comic book.
0: Yeah, it's the same for me. I ended up reading it after the trade came out and it was already cancelled and I was just like, This is the best thing ever. I want more um yeah it's it's one of my favorite comic books as well. Um I liked his um Luke Cage and Iron Fist too. Yes, and the Naomi for DC Comics is really yeah. cool, too. I actually haven't got to read that yet, but it's been on my list for a long time. I bought, I think the first 3 issues, and that's also on my back, my back burner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day. And I also love crime noir. I don't know, are you are you a fan Were you a fan of crime noir before this? Yes.
1: Um mm-hmm. I like so when it comes to like i mean like i feel like batman is crime noir basically Mm -hmm. and dick and dick tracy Mm -hmm. and jessica jones like and i love jessica jones so um i am a big fan of crime noir i just wanted to add like a really uh i wanted to make something really dramatic and something kind of like bloody in a colorful scheme if that makes any sense
0: it does, and I'm excited to see it because I do. I like two of the, I like both of those things, so I'm excited to see them together. Because I love some colorful things, but I also love,
1: I don't know, crime noir and stuff. Yeah, because when I was talking to Karen, I was like, "You gotta make it really bloody, like mm-hmm. I don't want to see guts and everything and blood mm-hmm. everywhere." But like, she has to wear a ball jacket, like it has to be <laughs> really colorful, you know? Yeah. So. So oh, my influence yeah. was um, Queen Latifah, MC Light, yes. um, Tony, 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 SWV, and... I feel like TLC should be in there. And, well, there's a TLC. That's actually... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up because like, there is a panel <laughs> in my comic where <clears throat> we mentioned TLC on the radio. So uh, it's all there. It is look, it's a throwback for real. I love it. Well, you know, my, my name is Miss
0: Old School on all socials. So that is my <laughs> my jam. Like that is everything for me. So I am all about this. Um, <laughs> that is so cool. I'm really excited. And I am really need to get your artist on the show, too. She's a Sailor Moon
1: fan. That's Oh, yeah, like... you have to. I would definitely reach out to her. And um, mm. y'all can make that happen because she is mm-hmm. so cool. Um, she's an... She's in Italy, so if y'all mm-hmm. get the time right, I'm pretty sure she would love to come on the podcast and share her art. Because her art is amazing; it is so beautiful.
0: Yeah, I mean, my sleep schedule is all over the place, so I'm sure we could figure it out. But yeah, I guess after this, you can send me her info, and I'll, I'll reach out because that sounds really cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, so outside of Sailor Moon, what's some of your? Oh wait, actually, meant to ask this. Did you come up with Entanglement? While the Jada and Will thing was going on? Or did you have it before?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because I'm hella messy. I, was... <laughs> I love it. I was like, I it was like, we have to name it. And I was like, well, you know what? That's trending right now. And I feel like that's something that people won't forget. So mm-hmm. I was like, and take a That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And you instantly get it. It's like, oh, this is about to be messy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, this is it. I'm not going to. Try to do something clever. I want people to know it is mess from the beginning mm-hmm. to end, just messiness. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. <laughs> so speaking, I guess not of that, but um, but besides Sailor Moon, what's some of your other favorite anime?
1: Um. Okay, so I like horror anime. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not into like you know Dragon Ball Z or anything like that. But I I like either really you know, like, high film anime or <laughs> horror. There's really not a middle for me. Yeah. So, um, I, I like Dead Man Wonderland. Um, I like, um, well, I used to really love Inuasha a like,
0: hmm.
1: That was, like, my other thing when I was watching Sailor Moon. Uh, Blood Sea. Um, you know things like that um I also read like I mean read like really interesting uh, manga um I've been writing about manga a lot lately which is um interesting as well so I mean like I yeah so horror is it horror is the thing for me so I don't know why because I don't really like watching horror movies like that but if it's a horror anime i am all on it
0: <laughs> that
1: is interesting and do you like um Ooh,
0: i think his name is junji ito have you read any of his work i know, I know that's been just like around um like trending lately i noticed i've never heard of him before no Recently. what is it he's just like a really big manga um creator and he does a lot of horror manga so you should probably check him out i don't know i've never wait, read any of his work wait I'm a minute
1: a- did he write the book um i feel like i think i know that name did he i think he read a, a might might have did a book I, I believe it began with the letter r and it came out oh. around christmas time if that's who if that's the same person then i think i know what you're talking about but um little shop of horrors little pets of horrors is one that i'm thinking of that i that was really interesting it was like hmm. uh, a manga where like this this really creepy person has this like pet shop but the pets are actually like humans <laughs> oh
0: it was a scary <laughs> twist
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like um it's kind of more like uh more of uh paranoia and than anything and um i'm trying to think of what else i want to read this um manga called i think it's called rasitsu or Rasetsu, mm-hmm. and it's basically about uh she's like an exorcist and she like has this obsession with like cupcakes so she like eats cupcakes while like fighting ghosts and stuff like that
0: that sounds amazing. I'm not a big <laughs> horror fan. I do like, um, what is it called? Like psychological thrillers? Or mm-hmm. like, or like, yeah, I guess psychological thrillers, like Get Out and stuff. But I'm just thinking like cupcakes and ghost fighting. That sounds kind of fun. Like that'd be a good
1: K-drama. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want to get into K-dramas. I feel like I will wow. like them once I find one I want to start.
0: Yeah, I think you would too. You might like, um, there's one on Netflix called It's Okay to Not Be Okay and it kind of has some horror to it and but it's also really cute. Okay. Um, cute
1: romance. Uh, oh, and least, also Alice in Murderland.
0: Oh, I've never heard that of was that. was pretty
1: that's pretty interesting. It's like this girl, she's in high school and she's like really wealthy, so it's kind of like gossip girlish, but then like um she has she leaves school early to go back to with her family because her family summons her and then like the king and the queen they tell all their children that you know if you want to be the next leader of this family you have to kill each other and whoever is surviving <laughs> will take over the family name <laughs> so they all plot to kill each other and you know so they can have you know the throne
0: wow that sounds really interesting too i might i might have to get into some horror manga i don't know or anime
1: yeah so it's a little strange but it's really entertaining
0: (laughs) yeah no i mean that's cool with me i do like sci-fi and fantasy and i like psychological thrillers as long as it doesn't keep me up at night we might be okay
1: (laughs) i definitely understand (laughs)
0: yeah um what advice would you have for someone who wants to start a magazine or write a graphic novel or write a story in a
1: graphic novel okay so for anybody who wants to ma- do a magazine you you can actually you can do it there there are so many resources that makes it a lot easier but if you can assemble a team do it you need a team that believes in the magazine just as much as you do if not more it's really hard to be a publisher as well as an editor and a layout artist and a graphic artist and Everything is... I mean, if you have to, of course, you want to be able to know how everything functions because it's your magazine. You don't want to ever be, like, left out of the process. But Mm -hmm. if you can get a team who can help you, like, even if you get, like, three or four people that are reliable, who wants to see you reach the end of the process from creation (laughs) to publication that is that is going to help you in the long run because you really need someone to like bounce ideas off of and you know a second pair of eyes never hurts
0: yeah definitely definitely
1: definitely um for graphic novel yeah. i don't really know because i mean, <laughs> this is my first one but i would say um one of the one of the The best advice that Fabrice gave me and Chris who was the co-editor at um Fair Square Comics gave me is that you know you have to write in detail but you have to be very precise and you have to be straight to the point so you need to be able to describe a scene and a story in a short sentence (laughs) and <laughs> so every word counts, every character counts and understand that the artist is your, you know, is kind of like your coworker. You know, the artist of a comic book is not your personal illustrator. So you can't tell them exactly what to illustrate. You have to just describe to them what you're trying to tell, what, what story you're trying to tell. And then they bring their creativity And they give you what you put on the paper. So that's something to keep in mind because I think a lot of people think that artists are illustrators. Like you just tell them what to do and they just draw it. But it's it's a it's a collab, it's a collaboration.
0: I love that. I think that's really great advice. So you should definitely give yourself some props.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: And then you might remember at the end of every episode, Sailor Moon had this Sailor Moon says phrase. Mm -hmm. So what would your phrase be? So Sailor Erica
1: says. Sailor Erica says. Don't worry. Be happy. Be fruitful and always be kind. (laughs) I love it. And it's so true and so important. Yes, because you know what I've what I've noticed, like being on social media, and you know, having like being on you know different spaces and even on Clubhouse, that the world is smaller than you think, and how you treat someone really um, goes a long way. You know, it, there's no reason to be you know, nasty or mean to people unless they actually deserve it. <laughs> but for the most part, like just being who you are, being authentic, you know, you don't have to be something that you're not because someone's going to like you. And if, you know, if you're not in community with everybody, that's okay. You don't have to be in community with everybody. Um, just do you and the people that are drawn to you will be drawn to you because of who you are and not what you are. love it (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me this has been so cool i've been dying to get on your show i was like oh my god (laughs) her show is so cool i'm so happy such a great podcast host
0: thank you no this has been really fun but before you go just let me know where what's
1: next for you and what where can people find you okay so you want to find me um fabulizemag.com. so that's f a B U L I Z E M A G dot com um, on Clubhouse, Miss Yummy Dread, M Z Y U M M Y D R E A D. Twitter, Miss Yummy Dread, Instagram, Fabulize Mag at Fabulize Mag. Um, the magazine Twitter is at Fabulize Mag. Um, on Facebook, My Superheroes are Black. Um, community of like 4,000 or something people, which you participate in when you're not busy. I do. (laughs) And um, what's next for me, outside of the graphic novel and the magazine coming out, um, we're also doing a sci-fi graphic novel book club that I'm partnering with um, Sister Sci-Fi. So every month we do a book club, um, uh, meet up on zoom where we kind of like discuss the um graphic novel for the month where basically the graphic novels we pick and choose are either written by black women or centering black women so that's Ooh, just about it yeah what's the february book the february book is a book by roxane Gay called Ooh. um uh this is a book no, The Banks is coming later this year. Okay. <laughs> that is a
0: good book. I haven't read it yet. It's been on my list and I'm like, you know, I need a reason to buy it. So if you want to give me one. But
1: okay. Look, that is a good book. And I feel like it's not enough, you know, another, not enough mm-hmm. people are talking about it. So it's upsetting me and my homegirls because that is a nice. good book. Like it is really, really good. She has a lane of... Um, graphic novel writing like the way she writes graphic novels she writes graphic novels for people who probably don't typically read graphic novels so it's a little bit text heavy but it's perfect if people like read books a lot like mm-hmm. they will love it like if, i mean i love it either way but it's really cool so um <laughs> sorry i want to go on a tangent the mm-hmm. book we're going to start off with in february is the sacrifice of darkness um, March we're gonna do Nubia. Ooh, yeah. So, um, maybe like May or so we're gonna do the Banks. But the Banks is so good, girl. You gotta get that. It's a good ass graphic novel.
0: You know, I just took Comicsology. It's on sale right now, and for like
1: a dollar. So get I, that. I just bought that. I just get it, just get it? it. <laughs> and we can talk about it because that is a good ass graphic novel. Like that is black girl magic with crime mixed all up in it it is I it is everything
0: love all those things so i'm definitely <laughs> gonna read it tonight um and the sacrifice of darkness i think i'm going to get that too and join this book club because i've actually been trying to think of i'm wanting to join a graphic novel book club and this sounds perfect because i really love reading stuff by or about black women specifically or by or about black people so, this is like all
1: my jam. Okay, cool. Well, I'll give you the information and um, you can spread the word. Um, it's definitely free. Um, and uh, the first, we're definitely going to do a goodie bag for our first Ooh. meetup. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll give you all the information and you can like share it. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. That's really cool. And can you repeat your um,
0: clubhouse? Uh, uh, how to find you on clubhouse i think it kind of broke out a little
1: bit then sure i'm um, on clubhouse you can find it um miss yummy dread M Z Y U M M Y D R E A D. or you can just type in fabulize mag you should be able to see me and the name of the clubhouse just like facebook is called my superheroes are black we're on there talking about wanda vision i'm about to watch watch one now Yay! <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do so again thank you for this you know um thank you sailor moonies for listening to me rant. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you guys for listening thank
0: you erica for coming on the show once again thank Vic- you yeah. thank you and um once again i'm victoria l johnson host of the sailor Moon fan club podcast and you can find me at miss old school it's old school with a k on twitter and instagram and you can find the podcast at mooney's club on twitter and Moonies underscore club on instagram and we have merch now if you want to get some merch we're at mooney's club.com and be sure to check you out fabulize thanks again eric i can't say it enough but thank you again for coming on the show
1: thank you for having me i love it i love this podcast i love you thank you i love you too